time. And I don't know what you're expecting today, but the Lord is going to come through for you in Jesus' name. You didn't hear me. I said the Lord is going to come through for you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. I believe that this conference was set up for you. You, not anybody else, not your neighbor, but you. God prepared this day that he will speak to your heart. He will minister to you fully. Nobody else but you. This weekend was set up for you. So if I were you, I would grab everything. Everything that is being thrown at me. It is for your good. It's for your lifting. It's for your advancement. And it's to throw you into the plans of God. Amen. Father, we bless you for this morning. We magnify you because you are just a good God. You are a fantastic God. We are privileged to be your children. In fact, we are privileged that you call us your children because of the blood of Jesus. We are grateful. And so we honor you for this great tender mercies and loving kindness. As we gather here one more time in your presence, we pray that you come speak to our hearts minister to us have your own way God in this hour Holy Spirit take over speak that precious word speak that precious word let it come out with fire with power and with precision to minister to us in the various areas that we need ministration let each and every one of us take our portion of the spiritual food May we enjoy the meal and may it nourish our spiritual being. Father, we thank you that today you are going to give us another dose of the God factor. The spiritual food that we need to keep us running on this earth until the day you call us home. We give you praise and glory. We come against every negative power and forces of darkness. We stand in the blood of Jesus and rebuke Satan from this place in Jesus' name. We set the captives free. We set every mind free in Jesus' name. And we command every heart to be ready. Every, every, every soul to be receptive to the word of God. In the name of Jesus. Any challenging spirit we bind you and bring you under the subjection of the blood of Jesus. Lord, we say that you rule in the heavens and on the earth. And in this territory. Now in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody shout amen. amen. Shout amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We, we're going to have a good time. Um, I was told we have another service coming up this afternoon as we round up. Amen. And so I, I don't want to keep you here long for this first section. I believe that the worship and the praise alone has, has, has gotten us into the presence of God. Hallelujah. The power of anointing that is released when, when the worship takes place in this house. You have no idea. There is great power. We are locked into heaven right now. We are locked into heaven. Heaven gates are open wide to receive us. Hallelujah. Bless you. Bless you, Pastor Mario. You are wonderful. Mario God, I salute you. We, we can't wait to have you in Luton as well. You see, some of us, we take things by force. That's the kingdom principle. The kingdom of God suffers violence. And so you, you will suffer at the hands of, our, of your senior men. Amen. So we're going to take you by force into Luton. It's going to be a powerful time. Hallelujah. Amen. And then after we will post you all the way to Leeds. If only you don't stop in Birmingham and in and, and other places. 
but God is with you. God bless you for your ministry. Amen. And, and we salute you, Pastor Sam and the wife. You have been a great support to my brother and the wife. You guys are just excellent. If every ministry could have a half, just half of who you are, I'm telling you that it will not be the same. You are just anointed. You are just serviceable. You, I'm telling you, you are the glue that put everything together in this house. Amen. You are the glue that puts everything together. You and your wife. And we greatly appreciate you. What reverend the wife does is to just come and color it. But you put everything together. They put the color around it to make it look good. But if this system has to stay together, it's you and your wife. And you are doing a wonderful job. Let's appreciate your resident pastor. Come on. Come on. Let's appreciate him. Your clapping needs to be born again. Hallelujah. Amen. I was trained in an environment where the resident pastor is cheered more than the bishop. Amen. Because, listen, if the resident pastor is not happy, everybody will be sad. So you better make him happy. Put a smile on his face. Make him cup of tea. Amen? So that he doesn't tell you off. Because one wrong report from him, you are in trouble. This morning, I want to present to you, for those of you who don't know, I've just published one of my humble books, The Power of a Great Mind, of a Changed Mind. I think the great mind is coming very soon, but this is the power of a changed mind. And I want to appreciate my brother, Reverend Chris, for coming to, you know, help launch this book for us. Amen. And I think a month ago, he was in, 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 in Luton, Liberty House, to launch this book, and I thank you for it. And I brought copies for you to get. This is a powerful book. Amen. People are calling me from different places, and people are testifying of the wisdom that God has put in this book. Amen. And, and, and uh, it was forwarded by Reverend Albert Okran, you know, the, um, the, the uh, ICGC, the, the executive pastor, you know. <laughs> but I grew up with him, just like Reverend Chris, where I, was, I was with him when we were young. And, um, you know, he was so blessed. And um, I even have um, lawyer Ace Ankuma in Ghana as well writing a whole review on it. It's, it's blessed so many people. A man of God has just rang wanting to find out, you know, if they could get me to come and deliver something on the book. So God is taking this book places and I want you to have a copy. I don't want you to miss it at all. I want you to take a copy and I will sign it for you if you want to receive a copy. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. There are people who are just taking quotes from and every time I go on Facebook I see I said this quote looks familiar but they never put my name there anyway so what I do I copy the quote and I send it back to them I say thank you for being a good student so many people are quoting <laughs> every, every day every night I tell my wife I say oh my god this is a quote from the book and so this is a powerful book I want you to get one it's not an advert but this is a word that you need to receive in your heart amen and 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 I'm going to I'm going to share a word this morning um, from, from, from part of the book just to, just to give you an idea of what's here and it's going to help you as well. Amen. Is that okay? Yes. Hallelujah. And so you're going to be blessed. I think the last time I was in a camp meeting, I think we were in the process, process of finishing, finishing the book and um, I started, in fact, it's the second chapter of the book and it's the main, it's the main contest of that book and we talked about the, the battlefield, you know, where we spoke about the nevertheless and um, I just want to zoom into a little bit of, of that aspect this morning as we get ready for the second section. Hallelujah. And I believe God is still going to explode in our midst in the second session. Amen. 
Turn your Bibles to the book of Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 21. Ephesians chapter 4 verse number 21. You see, as you grow older, your eyes multiply. So, when we were young, we had two eyes. By the time we crossed 30, we had four. Now we cross 50, we have six eyes. Oh Lord, have mercy. Okay, are we in Ephesians chapter number four? If you are there, say, Bishop, I'm there. If you are not there, say, help me, Lord. Some of you, you, are, you, are, you rely too much on technical stuff. Bring the Bible, open it, so that you remember, mark it. You can't mark the one on the screen. Mark the scripture in your Bible. And even if it's on your tablet, mark it so that you can memorize it. 21 says, If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off the former conversation, the old man. Somebody says the old man. Which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that ye put on the new man. Somebody say the new man. Which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. I want to talk to you this morning about a short theme in the book. Make up your mind. Make up your mind. You know, the, for those of you who were with us in camp meeting, we talked about the power of a great mind, the battlefield. We said, we established that there is war as you live your life on earth, it's a war. The war is between the forces of God and the forces of evil. The forces of good and the forces of bad. And the whole idea is that whoever wins the war wins your life. And we said that these battles are fought in your mind. Your mind is your gateway to your soul. I said yesterday that you are a spirit that has a soul and lives in the body. And we did say that the soul has three parts as well. It's got a mind, it's got your emotions, and it's got your will. So your mind is the gateway to your soul. When you open your mind, it's like you have opened the gates to your, 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 your forecourt or your, the doors to your main house. And anything can enter. So whatever you allow to enter into your soul comes through the mind. And it comes in the form of your thoughts and imaginations. And we did establish that time that, listen, you, because the mind belongs to you, you have the ability and the capability to determine who wins the battle. 
The kind of thoughts you allow in your heart, the kind of imagination you allow in your mind determines who wins the battle of your life. And it's, it's come about by the choices we make. The choices we make generate enough power to change the nature of your mind, which is the battlefield. Stay with me. I'm a teacher, so I know how to build you up and take you to a, a crescendo. Listen to me. So the process of altering the landscape of the battlefield where the battle is being fought, the process of altering it to suit God or in other cases to suit the devil is what we call making up your mind. When you accept that the, the battlefield is yours and you can determine whether the battlefield tilts to God's way or tilts to Satan's way, when you accept that you have taken control of that mind, of that battlefield, you've taken control of it. But when you take control of it, you need to do something with it. The farmers, when they buy a land and they just stand in the land and look around, the land will do nothing for them. They need to till the land. They need to weed the land. Take out the, the weed out of it. Take out the rubble out of it. Prepare it for sowing. That is a process of making up your mind. So in the scripture we read, I think in the verse 23, it says, and be renewed. You see, that's the key word that leaps out of that scripture. Be ye renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be renewed. That means we are being prompted to do something new with our mind. Make new your thoughts. Make new your imaginations. When the Bible says be renewed in the spirit of your mind, that means when, listen, you are born again, you are a Christian, you want to walk this faith walk, but you cannot walk it properly if your mind is the same. And so we are being encouraged today to make up a good mind. Be renewed. Renew the mind. Refresh the mind. Reroute the mind. Renovate the mind. When you live in a house for a long time, after a certain while, you have to go around and repaint, renovate. You can't Continue using the same engine oil in your car year after year. For you ladies, even if it's at the same levels, you have to check the darkness of it. It gets to a point where you can't even see the stick that you dropped it in. It's time to change it. It may be full, but you still have to change it. Renew your mind. Jesus said you cannot put new wine into old wine skin. The skin is going to break. The bottle is going to break. A lot of us still have the old mentality. We, are, we think the same way we used to think when we go to the clubs. We think the same way we used to think when we used to go to the drug joints. We are thinking the same way. But all we've done is to proclaim Jesus as our Lord and Savior. 
All we've done is to change our place of meeting. From the club to the church house. But if the mind has not been renewed, you will be in church and still be in the club with your mind. Hello? If your mind has not been renewed, you will be in church and still be looking at the ladies and say, boy, you got some hips, boy, me like this, you know. Boy, this boy is fine. You will still be in church. If the mind has not been renewed, you will still be walking in the old lifestyle. And we are being taught today, be renewed in your mind. Touch your neighbor and say, be renewed. Refine your mind. Redecorate your mind. Renovate your mind. Hello? Oh, the high is very, very poor. You need to baptize your high. Hello? Yeah. Hallelujah. Renew. Renew. is to prompt us that we are to make new our imaginations and our thoughts. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, to bring church in our lives, we are to replace our old mind old unfruitful thinking thoughts and imaginations we need to renew it change it bring it under the subjection of the spirit of god add some god factor to your thoughts and to your imagination you need to replace the old ones with new ones otherwise you will still go back and live that lifestyle To live and to walk that Christian walk. You cannot be thinking the way the old people think. The way the old man used to think. The way that your old style used to think. No. You are in a new kingdom. You are in a new place. You are in a new generation. You have come to a new environment. And you need to change your mind accordingly. Am I talking to you? Hallelujah. A lot of us that came from other countries and when you, 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 you know, you, you think differently. You come to England, even three months, and you go back, to, you go back home to Zambia or Zimbabwe or Ghana, where Christ lives. Yeah. <laughs> even when you get to the airport, you'll be surprised at the mentality of the taxi drivers. You go to the market and, I mean, you go to a shop and you can, oh, Oh, how much is this attire? It looks very nice. Uh, they tell you 50 Ghana cities and you look at it and say, okay, God bless. As soon as you start walking, you say, where are you going? How can you ask the price of this thing and walk away? You will buy it whether you like it or yes. And you, you get shocked. If you're like my wife, that, that oh, everything she buys, even if we well, blend up, fruit, whatever, she will make sure she gets warranty. And she will take the, the iron back and because of the warranty. We can pay for one price, but because of the warranty, we can get four irons out of it. That's her speciality. Amen. Try this in Ghana. <laughs> yeah. But we forget ourselves. We used to live there and when we were in Ghana or in wherever, in the West Indies, we were used to that mentality. But because we've come to this country, we now get used to another mentality. So you cannot be in the move to the kingdom of God and still have the worldly mentality. That's why we are being told to renew that mind. It needs to be renewed daily by the word of God, by the principles of the kingdom. You will struggle to walk this faith walk if you don't allow your mind to be renewed. Amen. 
our dreams, our visions, our aspirations that we have allowed to go to sleep should be revived. It should be renewed, brought back to life in order to kickstart the change we are believing God for in our life. How many of us want changes in our life? How many of us want God to do some changes in our life? You are aspiring to change something about you. You know, things didn't go properly this year and you are believing the Lord to do something to bring a change in your life. You want to change. You want to change your diet. You want to change the way you look. You want to put some muscles on. You want to slim up and look good. You want to have the guitar shape. You want to you want to live well. You want to do something. You want to write a book. You want to write a song. You want to pray more. You want, but somehow you think of it, but it does not happen. Why? Because you have not made up your mind yet. Yeah. Thinking about something doesn't mean you've made up your mind. You can just think of it. We are talking about make up your mind. Make up your mind. Making up takes time. The woman will tell you. Making up takes time. Uh-huh. Making up takes time. I was telling you my story, my, my, my story at home yesterday. When women put on the makeup, they take time to do it. Mm. This one is confession from <laughs> You know, the foundation is dug. The foundation is filled. <laughs> There's some screeding. <laughs> Plastering. Rendering. Hey, Lord. One day I'll come and teach you about building foundations. Hello? They make up and it takes, it takes a long time. For the face. Don't, don't even go to the hair. Don't, don't. After that one, don't even start it. But just the face alone takes two hours. Some of you, three hours. It depends on where you are going or who you are going to meet. Meanwhile, you only pray five minutes. Hello? Oh Lord, help us to make up our mind the, the same way we make up on our faces. Hello? I mean, Pastor Chris and I and, and our son at the back there, we went, we, we went to a school where it was an all-boys school. But boy, in sixth form, you know, sometimes we have some of the, the, the boys from other schools like Achimota and all those raggedy schools. They will come to sixth form. And one of the guys, I remember, you know, they came and the next day we were going starting classes and so the lower six formers had to do and everybody, everybody in the dormitory were dressing, had their shower, looking, ironing your clothes and if you don't have iron, you fold it and put it under your bed when you sleep on it and you wake up in the morning, boy, it's looking sharp and, and you know, this is a boy's school, you know, with our shorts, our shoes, we take time to shine it. You can't wear a shoe without socks. We call it Mongo Park. You'll be punished. And, and, and this, we, we, we were taught how to dress. Uh, yeah, you see, we were taught how to dress well. Shave well. Everything. I mean, and the, the, the guy looked at. He, yeah, that's a school. The rest are colleges and. I don't know what to define them. Apart from Wesley girls who they, they try, you know. Okay. Now. Don't get caught, me caught. What I'm trying to say is we took our time. The, guy, the guys from other schools will say, what? Do 
we have girls in this school? They said, no, it's all boys. So what? You guys with, with perfume and everything, aftershave, boys school. Don't play with Kwabocho boys, man. Don't play, don't play with us. We knew how to present ourselves. We were taught how to present ourselves because we are in a different league altogether. When you are in a different league, you play by the rules of the league. You can't be in the Premier League and be, and be, and be playing like you are in the first division. Or quotes. Am I talking to somebody? You behave accordingly, but you need to change your mind in order to fit in. The ladies make up. And the reason for making up is to enhance the already existing potential. Amen. When God made you, God made women beautifully and wonderfully. Women were beautifully and wonderfully made. Men were fearfully made. Am I talking to somebody? And so, when women put on their makeup, it is to enhance the already existing beauty. The potential is there already. But when they put the makeup on, put the lipstick and the eyebrows and the eyeshadows and everything on, it enhances. So, listen, if you are not beautiful, the makeup will... Hello? I know somebody suing the wife after marriage because that's when she took off the makeup. I may not mention them, you know. Hello? Yeah. Making up, it, it's, it's, it's an effort to bring up the hidden potential in you. You got a hidden potential. But you, 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 when you make up, you bring up even, you bring it up even more. That's it. Am I talking to you? It takes time. But the end result that you look beautiful, you look glamorous, and you walk around with confidence. That's what making up means. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Pastor Gloria is anointed. She's anointed. She's anointed. She's anointed. Very anointed today. She's on fire. Amen. That is what the makeup does. All the women will pay me tight today before I leave. The potential is there. But you need the makeup to bring it out. You need to make it up. You need to, that's, that's what God wants us to do. He said, listen, listen, listen. When, 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 when in, in the same way, God has, when, when we were coming from the Father's throne, he populated us with his will. He infused his will, the will for his creating you. He, is, he put it inside of you. And, and this, his will for your life is contained in his plans and thoughts for you. And that's injected in your DNA before you are even brought into this earth. Amen. It contains his assignments. It contains his purposes for you. That's the potential of God that's been placed in you. And you see, this, 
God's plans that has been placed inside of you before you were brought on earth is encapsulated in, in your desires. Yeah? In your aspirations. Because you, you realize that nobody prompts you to be pursuing what you want to pursue in life. Some, somehow, it just comes out of you. I, I know I have to be a pilot. I know I have to be a preacher. I know I have to be a writer. I know I have to be a footballer. It is, it is it's an inspiration that comes out of you, your hopes and aspirations. And it, it's because it is coming out of the God's plan and purpose that has been embedded in you even before you were born. So, I, I was teaching online a few days ago. Somebody called me from, from, from yeah, do a program online for a lady. And, and, and we were talking about the purpose of life. And I said to them, you don't determine what you become, but you discover what you are to become. You don't determine, you don't get up and say, well, I look around, look around, football is the norm, now I want to play football. Oh, I want to be a musician, I want to rap, I want to pull my trousers down, make my hair rasta, and begin to spew out nonsense. You don't determine what you become, you discover why do you discover it? Because the potential has been put inside of you by God. And the whole exercise, he could have said to you, once you come, somebody asked, so, so Bishop, why don't God give us a, a, a manual book by the time we are born, you know, so you can look in and say, this is what I'm supposed to. It, no, he, he keeps it secret from you. He keeps it covered to protect you. And he keeps it covered so you keep going back to him. And the more you keep going back to him, you are building a closer relationship with him. You are linking up with him. Lord, what should I do? Take left. What should I do? Move forward. What should I do? Turn around. What should I do? Move up. What should I do? Move faster. What should I do? Slow down. As you keep going to God, you are building a relationship with you, you are getting closer to him, then it will help you to fulfill your purpose on this earth. Am I teaching good? Am I teaching good? So the same way women make up to bring up the potential in them, to highlight the potential in them. God puts his potential in us, his will. And we are supposed to bring it out to make it look good by making up our mind. When you make up your mind, you make a decision to follow God's instructions for your life. Unfortunately, a lot of us walk in lives on this earth. We just move through this earth back and forth with, 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 with Satan injecting us with so many things. All kinds of experiences come against us. We get abused. We get misused. We get malhandled. We go through failures, rejection, disappointments, all sorts of things. That's what the enemy does. And when he continues to do that, you begin to walk under a negative cloud. And that negative cloud covers the potential. You see, every problem you go through covers your potential a little bit. Covers the will of God. Covers the problem. It covers it, covers it, covers it. And so you walk around and all you experience every time is everywhere you go, they reject you. Everywhere you go, they push you back. Everywhere you go, nobody wants you. Somebody will abuse you. You jump from one relationship to the other relationship. You get abused there. You move the child from this school to the other school. They get bullied because they are walking under a cloud of negativity. You see, that is the plan of Satan to cover up your potential so that you is never seen, it's never heard, and you will die without fulfilling your potential. And so, what happens? You walk on this earth frustrated. 
Because Satan has infused you with poverty, with lack, with sicknesses, with depression, with stress, with incidents and accidents and divorce and everything has come your way. And it's, and, and it's, it's brought up so much negative results inside of you. So you're walking around with, with sense of failure, incompetencies and, 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 and inadequacies and, and inferiority complexes. And everything is, is just messing your life up. And they come to cloud the potential of God in you. There's so many of you that can write and recite poetry. A lot of you can sing. A lot of you can stand and inspire people. But because of the things you have been through, fear has gripped you. You don't think you can stand before people and preach and speak a word, sing or inspire anybody. And so the potential is hiding inside of you. And you come and sit in the pew and you come up and go, come and go. And you never fulfilled in life. I was teaching them the other day on online and I said to them, listen, listen, satisfaction is different from, from being fulfilled. Do you know you can eat and be satisfied but not fulfilled? Your belly can be full but you still haven't gotten that, that wache with the gari and the macaroni and the egg with the lady sweat on it. With Wele and Shaki. You can eat any amount of beggar and chips. You are satisfied. But you are not fulfilled. You can take a hammer. And because the hammer is heavy. It's got a metal head and a wooden bar. It's heavy. You can use it to stop a door from closing. You can use it to stop papers from flying around. Isn't it? In fact, you can attack somebody with it. When you use the hammer to stop papers from flying about, you have succeeded. You have succeeded in what the hammer, you've used the hammer to do. But the hammer is not fulfilled. Why? Because it's not performing the purpose for which it was created for. The hammer is used to drive nails into wood. So if you use it to stop a door, yes, it's successful. But the hammer is not fulfilled. It's satisfied that it was able to stop the papers from flying off. But it is not fulfilled. Some of us are into courses. And into certain, certain businesses. And certain careers. You are just doing it to fill the gap. But you are not fulfilled in life. Some of you can do, can make, do hair. You can plant hair or do something. It's powerful. Powerful. But nobody taught you how to do it. But you want to go and do nursing. Some of you, when you see single women, especially the, the teenage mothers, your heart bleeds for them and you want to do something for them, but you, you, you pass them and go and do cleaning. And you don't understand why you are not fulfilled in life. Listen, depression and oppression and people throwing themselves under the, the train to be killed because, the, because of hopelessness. Hopelessness comes out of not being fulfilled in life. If you're not fulfilled, life will make no meaning to you. And the fulfillment starts by you making up your mind. So that God's purpose will be unfolded in your life. 
Because your life has been clouded by so many negativity things. Negative things have happened so much around you. You can't seem to bring out your potential. Am I talking to somebody? And so, through Jesus, we're catching the revelation that we have the authority now to renew our minds. To reinstate our mind back to the, the original condition that God created us to be. You know that favorite scripture in Philippians chapter 4 verse 8? Finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are true, are honest, are just, you know, are pure, are lovely. You know that, of good report. You see, this is the kind of seed God wants us to populate our mind with. Not fear, not panic. Not shall it, will it, can it happen? Me too. Is it me? No. Is it populate your mind with the things that are true, that are pure, that are lovely? That is the only way you can break through in life. Listen, a properly renewed mind has the ability to make good things happen to them. If you want good things to happen to you, you have to have a properly renewed mind. Not half-hearted. Properly renewed. Say after me, my mind is being renewed today. In the name of Jesus. One of the things I want to share with you is that one main characteristics of change, and you can get more, 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 a lot more information when you buy the book, is, 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 is that change does not happen automatically. Change does not happen automatically. I mean, philosophy teaches us that you know, things change with time. You know? Oh, leave it. With time, things will change. Oh, he will change. Oh, oh he, she will change. Just give it time. But can I change your mentality? You know? If you allow change only to bring a change in your life, the only change you're going to experience is aging <laughs> and deterioration. That's what you're going to get with time. Time will add age to you. And time will degenerate things around you. That's the only change that will happen if you, are, if you leave change to time. You have to take hold of, of the change. You need to direct the change. Steer the change in the right direction. Especially in the principles and in the purpose of God. Then you would experience change in a positive way in your life. Time is a slow agent of change. But all it will bring you is retrogression rather than progression. If you like, check it. Study life and you will see. All you, you're going to get, you leave it to time, you're just going to retrogress. By the time you realize, you, listen, three years have passed. You are five years older. You are seven years older. And say, what? But I thought time was going to change. What time has changed is your age. And the fact that you can't bend the way you used to bend. Oh, don't look at me with your holy faces. Huh? There are some of you Back in the day, when you ran, they time you with a with a with a with a what a stop stopwatch. 
Now, when you run, we time you with calendar. Mm. <laughs> That's all time does to you. That's all time does for you. We used to run, jump hurdles, run around. I mean, Chris, I used to do gymnastics. Boy, I was somersault to run around. Do, I tried doing the other day with my children. My God, by the time I landed, I was I say, where is the earth and where is heaven? Time has brought change. But in order to keep with change, you need to take hold of your mind. You need to make up your mind. Make it. Make is an action word. When you hear it, it is for you to do something. It's not for you to stand still. You cannot make anything by not doing anything. Nobody makes something by doing nothing. Making is a process. Say after me, making is a process. Yes. And the process has got different steps. That you need to go through step by step in order for you to get a result. So in order to make a decision, you need to walk through life with the word of God. With the guidance of the Lord. You know, if you are sitting in darkness in your room and you start thinking, uh, 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 you, you want the lights on. If you don't make any effort to go and switch the, 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 you know, the, the, whatever, switch the light on. From the off position to the on position, you will live in darkness. Just sitting on your bed and thinking and wishing that the light will come on would never happen. And a lot of us, that's what we do. Our prayers is full of wishes. Lord, I wish you would do this for me. Lord, I wish I have a degree too. Lord, I wish I have this new car. Lord, I wish I can buy a house. That's your prayer. Wishes, wishes, wishes. If wishes were horses. Am I talking to you, somebody? I didn't come to, come to preach at you. I wanted to speak into your heart today. You need to make up. You need to make an effort. You need to walk to the wall and put that switch on. Otherwise, you will stay in darkness. You need to make the effort and read the Bible. Otherwise, people can easily deceive you. You need to read the word and pray about the word and decree the word in your spirit. It says you shall decree a thing and it shall be established. Not anybody else decreeing on you. You decree the word. You shall know the truth. It is you that should discover the truth and it's the truth that you know that will set you free. Not the truth that I know, but the truth that you know. As I am preaching, I am preaching the truth, but you need to get another truth for yourself. And it starts from making up your mind that from today, I'm going to do something about it. Am I talking to you? Yeah. Just thinking and wishing will not happen. Say after me, change does not just happen. Change does not just happen. Oh, are you, are you angry with me? No. Say it properly. Change does not just happen. Change does not just happen. When you only talk about it. Change does not just happen when you just talk about it. We want to grow. We want to increase. We want to advance. We want to, you know, no, 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 no. It's not just talking about it. You need to get up and do something about it. You need to act. You need to make it happen. I heard Reverend Gloria talk about that with next, next year, we're going to start two services here. Everybody goes and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But we need to start making it happen. 
the choir now begin to think, okay, are we going to have a rotor? <laughs> are we all going to stay for the two services? Are we going to have a shift system? The ushers have to begin to plan how things are going to work. The pastors have to think, what messages are we going to preach? You have to make it happen. Change does not happen when you just talk about it. A lot of people, lot, that's why I was, you know, I pray that I don't, they, they don't get me wrong, but that's why I'm, I'm, I'm frustrated with the Labour Party. Because all they are doing is criticizing the Brexit plan of the Prime Minister. But what is the option? I was expecting him to have his mini convention of his shadow cabinet or whoever, fearful cabinet. And come out with a, with a, a, a plan B, a full page like Theresa May has done. And let's compare and contrast. Don't come and tell me this is ridiculous. This is all this British English and you've done nothing. Change happens when you get up and do something. Who said she are? Who said she are? Up to today, we've not seen who said she are. We still haven't discovered. Am I talking to somebody? I want to run up because we, we're going to zoom into the next session and I'm going to push this on. Is that okay? Because you need to walk into a different atmosphere. You've walked around this mountain too long. You've encircled around this, this lifestyle too long. When is your change going to happen? You are sitting there and saying, Lord, when is my change going to come? But God is also saying, when are you going to change your mind? What are you going to do something about this? A lot of us struggle in life because, because we don't understand the, the principles of life. That change comes when you get up and do something about it. You want to change your lifestyle? You need to make that effort. You need to make up your mind. You, you want to change your mind? The, the way you spend money, students? Eh? I know what I'm talking about. The grant will come, the whatever will come. They do the part-time job, but they will still call home and say, hey, it's not enough. Uh, but if you want to change the way you live your life, you need to start from now. It's gone mighty quiet in this place. Am I, am I still in, in CICC? Am I still in Leeds? Or I'm in St. Mary's Catholic Church. Hello? Maybe I've gotten into somebody's bedroom, but it's okay. I'm just, I'm just helping to clean up. You, you, you've been referred to so many courses. You're handing this, you, call, you, you are referred, you are in first year, you are in second year, and you are doing first year uh, and modules. You are in third year, you are doing second year modules. And he said, when are you going to change that, the way you live your life? When you hand in your coursework, when you do all the research, when I, because you waste the time on Instagram, on Facebook, on social media, you waste the time in, in so you can talk till 3 a.m., 4 a.m., and your coursework is still there. And then you wake up and you want to ask for uh, what do you call it? extension. You have used up all your extension. 
extenuating circumstances. The Esther is not even annoying than the circumstance. You've got to change your mind in order to help you change the way you live your life. You can't be going the same way. Ah, it's only a madman that keeps going the same way and expecting that something will change. You keep doing the same thing and you think that something will change. You haven't changed anything, but you keep going around and you're expecting to see the motorway, but you're still going around in circles. Going around. You are a mad person. Am I permitted to say that? Am I talking to somebody here? Change comes. I'll, 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 I'll zoom in into a, a few things in the next service. How change comes. Because we've ended this year. So let's round it up. Let all the foolishness, you know, detox out of your body. It's okay. But we are entering into the new year. And you need to make some right changes. We're not talking about New Year resolutions here. We're talking about real, true changes. Because a lot of us blame God and we let others ridicule God because we are, we, we, we are, we, we are stubborn. We don't want to change our ways. When you change your ways, you can prove God. See, when your fathers tempted me, they proved me they saw my works. If you want to see the works of God, you need to prove him. You need to make up your mind that you're going to walk differently, talk differently, speak differently, behave differently. Something has to change from within. That is how you experience change in your life.